All right, everyone, welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. Kyle, Dylan, and Christian back at it with another episode doing Blind Rankings Wrestling Edition. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and give us a five-star rating if you could. But, Dylan, what happened in WWE this week? All right, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm not starting with a news story because we have a lot to talk about with what happened on TV this week. So I'm just going to do Raw and SmackDown, and we'll just kind of have a little discussion. So... Quickly, I'm going to go through Monday Night Raw here. Um, Jay Uso and Kofi Kingston defeated the team of Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser, actually via referee stoppage because Vinci looked to be, I don't want to speculate, looked to have gotten concussed. I think in the long term he's going to be okay. Obviously, they made the right call stopping the match. It looked mm-hmm. nasty, but he did walk away. I don't know if you guys saw that on camera. Yeah. So it looks like he's going to be good in the long run, which is which is a good sign. Uh, the highly anticipated matchup between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch happened. Um, I, this really did nothing for me. I thought Nia looked better than she has in the past. Nia Jax does pick up the win here over Becky Lynch. Beat her clean, by the way, which I, seemed to surprise uh, quite a bit of people. Uh, awesome truth. Uh, reunited for one night. R-Truth and The Miz defeated the team of Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough after The Miz hit a score-crushing finale on McDonough. Um, at one point, Truth mid-match uh, was trying to attack The Miz because he said that he's part of Judgment Day. The Miz had to remind him numerous times. This had a good <laughs> blend of comedy and wrestling. I thought the match itself was pretty fine, uh, pretty good for, for just a kind of thrown-together tag team match. And uh, R-Truth was pretty funny, so I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, the Women's World Championship match, Rhea Ripley and Ivy Nile. Uh, this is Nile's first shot at the women's title, and oh my god. This, to me, was a barn burner of a match. Highly physical. Uh, both women showed off their strengths. Uh, Rhea does successfully retain the title over Ivy Nile, but look for her potentially come Money in the Bank time, maybe next year, maybe 2025. I think they have something in her. And maybe this was like testing the waters and the crowd was really behind her. It was a really, really fun match. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark defeated Natalia and Tegan Knox via pinfall and tag action. Um, and the World Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, again, another good match. Uh, they had a great match at, what was it, Crown Jewel, I believe? Yeah. yeah, they had a great match at Crown Jewel. This was another really good match. Damian Priest tried to cash in once again. Um, he was stopped by Drew McIntyre, um, and then Rollins successfully defends or successfully retains the title. Typical Money in the Bank stuff, yeah, blah 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 blah. I'm gonna skip over a pretty big Raw thing and go mm-hmm. into SmackDown because we'll talk about that Raw thing in a second. Well, let's talk about SmackDown. Kevin Owens defeated Santos Escobar in the finals of the United States Number One Contenders Tournament, so it is official he will face Logan Paul at Royal Rumble. Uh, Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. I think that's going to be a fine match. WWE Women's Championship was on the line. Io Sky and Mia Yim. Io Sky does successfully retain the title after hitting the moonsault. Um, again, much like I said about Ivy Nile, I feel like WWE has plans for Mia Yim because um, I thought this was a really compelling competitive match as well. Um, so look for her possibly in 2024. I see a lot of things online. People want her to get a big push, and I know Kyle is pushing for that as well. Um, Pete Dunne was scheduled to face Pretty Deadly in a tag match but he didn't have a partner his mystery partner all the speculation we even predicted it was going to be Sheamus sorry to break it to you Sheamus was not the mystery partner 
But we did get Tyler Bate on SmackDown this week. Uh, the team of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate did defeat Pretty Deadly. We're going to kind of lump this into the WWE discussion, uh, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on Tyler Bate. You another big thing. No. Oh, um, another okay. big thing on SmackDown. Karrion Cross showed up <laughs> to uh, kind of counteract Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Kind of poking behind was the returning Paul Ellering, which got the crowd a little jazzed up because AOP completely demolished everyone in the ring. Um, this pairing, this faction, look out. This, this has potential written all over it. Um, AOP looked like a million bucks. They were always better when they had Paul Ellering by their side. Christian, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that he's in the fold, Scarlet already obviously there with Cross. I think this has big blockbuster potential in 2024. But the reason why we all watched SmackDown was to see who was going to face Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Triple threat match between AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. Very, very good triple threat match. Um, at one point, AJ hits a springboard 450. Looked like possibly his elbow grazed the eyebrow area or forehead area of LA Knight. He got busted open big time. Um, I also want to point out that Becky Lynch got busted open in her match. Cameras do not pan away. See what happens when Kevin Dunn is no longer director? Yeah, yeah. Something good. to think about. Um, LA Knight busted open. He's obviously, I think, going to be fine. He finishes the match. Um, well, technically, no one finished the match, I should say, because out come the bloodline. Out comes Roman Reigns, Solo, and Jimmy. They beat down all three men. It's chaos. Roman hits a spear on LA Knight. Um, everyone wiped out at the hands of the bloodline. Without a microphone, and again, I, I'm going to lump this into the whole new direction of WWE's production, not having Kevin Dunn. There was no microphone. The camera was placed so beautifully. I don't know if you guys caught that. Maybe I'm just getting jazzed up over nothing. Kind of this upward shot, Roman's holding the title, celebrating, and you just get Nick Aldis telling Paul Heyman, hey, when he's done celebrating, let your guy know at the Royal Rumble he now has a fatal four-way match for his undisputed title. (sighs) All right, so let's talk about WWE this week. We have a monster fatal four-way match scheduled for the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns for the title, like I mentioned. But on Raw, a returning WWE champion was teased all week. (laughs) And we got possibly the biggest return that we could have gotten. Jinder Mahal. Showed up on what a week, <laughs> cut a promo, shitting on everyone in San Diego, cut it in Punjab, uh, in Punjabi too. It was awesome. Um, great, great segment. I thought Jinder looked really, really good. Jinder hard body, Mahal. Shut yeah, your Jinder mouth. Hard body, Shut your mouth. That's not a real, <laughs> no, not a real nickname. I will, I refuse. Google. However, Jinder Mahal was eventually interrupted by none other than The Rock. The Rock does his normal shtick. Calls him a jabroni, calls him a son of a bitch, all this and that. Says he's going to beat his candy ass, then proceeds to beat his candy ass. Hits him with the spine buster, people's elbow. Crowd is very happy. It seems to be the end of the segment. However, he gets on the microphone, 
tells the city of San Diego that he is going to go eat after the show. And he asked everyone, should he sit at the bar? Should he sit in the booth? Or should he sit at the head of the table? Obviously teasing a match with Roman Reigns. All of that has been practically confirmed. This was not just a sly comment. Paul Heyman cut a promo on The Rock and Cody Rhodes kind of at the same time on SmackDown. (sighs) Reason why we're skipping a WWE news story is because WWE itself was full of news on TV. So real quick, multiple things at once. We have the Fatal 4-Way at the Royal Rumble. The returning AOP and that faction now officially being formed. But most importantly, what the fuck is going on with the title picture for Roman Reigns? Obviously, he's going to make it through the Rumble. I think that's pretty obvious. The Rock is in here somewhere. That match I, is going to happen. But I what think do you Orton's do with got to be in there somewhere. Yes, but what do you do with Cody now? Social media has blown up all week that The Rock has taken Cody's spot. Cody is now going to face someone else at WrestleMania. Real quick, based on the promo mm. that we kind that brief one that we got from Paul Heyman, uh, where he talked about The Rock briefly, but he seemed to get a little more aggravated when talking about Cody Rhodes. It was reported kind of briefly that Australia wants The Rock at Elimination Chamber. Am I crazy to think that they might do this whole head of the table match at Elimination Chamber since it's in Australia and in a stadium and still give Cody the match at WrestleMania? What do you guys think? Run with this. No, it's 100% right. They're going to do it at um, the Elimination Chamber, and I think it's the best place to do it. I mean, if he, if you know, if, if they want The Rock, you know, go for it. And I think this is a match that needs to happen before Roman does eventually lose the title. This has to happen for the title um, because honestly, you know, as much as we didn't want to happen, it makes a lot of sense, you know, with the, how it started and everything like that. So do it elimination chamber. If they do it at mania, expect Roman to go double duty. Um, maybe you'd have him a night one and then uh, Cody night two Roman. So you're saying, happen. so you're saying Cody gets Roman regardless of the rock. It, it's uh, Cody is taking the title off of Roman. There is no question about it. Okay. There's no question about it. Somebody had a theory that Orton could win that fatal at the rumble. Mm-hmm. Yet Orton and Cody wrestling. I've, two. I've seen this too. Mm, I don't like that. He gets rock versus Roman. Thing was that. Dude, so you're doing this whole reign for over a thousand days to lose in a fatal four-way? I mean, I, it just seems like a very anticlimactic thing to do. Um, I'm not against it. I, 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 I wouldn't. Yeah. I, honestly, if you want, like I've changed, I think if you want to do something for, for Orton, they've teased it. Give them Nick Aldis. I mean, remember Aldis, he he took the RKO. They've had dissension. You know, Orton's gotten mad at some of the decisions that uh, he has made. I would do the in-ring debut of Aldis. Didn't Nick Aldis injury? Hmm? No, Aldis is healthy. He just got Aldis signed is good to go. as, as yep. this, this role. And you could do the general manager versus Orton, that's a big baby face. I think, I, I think that's the match that's going to happen. I swear I read somewhere that he's got a really bad injury that he can't wrestle anymore. But Cody's taking the title. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. 
I'm just saying, I wouldn't be against that one scenario. Yeah, so so I've seen that same scenario, and I gave that a little bit of thought. While the overall theme of Cody's story is just simply winning the title, while I would love a title feud between him and Randy Orton, Summer's I fine. think you I think you can do that post WrestleMania if Cody does win the title. That can be Cody's big summer feud is Randy Orton since they they would both be on SmackDown at that point. Um, because Cody winning would just move him to SmackDown. Um, here's my one takeaway. I don't have an issue with Roman Reigns losing the title in a fatal four-way like Kyle does. My beef is if you go that route, you can't have a guy hold the title for over 1,200 days, lose it to a guy who's only going to hold it for like three months. You can't play, like, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of, in a weird way, diminishes the value. Roman made it this big, epic prize holding it for, for 1,200 days, highly sought after, blah, blah, blah. So so sought after that they had to create a second world championship because he never showed up on Raw. Like, it became that big of a deal. I'm not saying Randy Orton shouldn't beat him. I wouldn't be mad at that overall. But Randy I'm, would just be a transitional champion, I feel like, because Cody's moment would happen, I think, at, the, at WrestleMania in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. but... It's still begging the question that's never been answered. Why does the big moment always have to happen at WrestleMania? Well, that's why I think The Rock can wrestle at Elimination Chamber. That's why everyone's freaking out about The Rock's going to main event night two now and take away. Well, I'm saying that's my argument of why you have that match at Elimination Chamber still do Cody at Mania. You you have to do Cody, especially from what they did at last year's Mania. You got to do it at Mania this year. Yeah, I think. So, Christian, I know what you're about to say. You don't have to have every big match at Mania. Like Kyle said, the fact that Cody lost on the biggest stage, the big redemption arc was him getting back there. And I, so that's why I think his crowning moment does happen at Mania. Well, as, well especially, if, too, if you – so if you did and Orton wins, one, Roman's not taking the pin in the fiddle four-way if they're going to do the Rock Roman. Right. So you're going to have Roman lose in the fiddle four-way, not get pinned – and then, like you said, Orton goes on to have a couple month reign, lose, and then Orton beats the or, uh, Roman beats the Rock without. Uh, it just feels a little iffy to me. Yeah, while I while I do think the Rock Roman match doesn't necessarily need a title to it, and you can still build it up as this big blockbuster, giving Roman a big win over the Rock at Elimination Chamber gives him so much confidence going to Mania Mm -hmm. that that loss, I think, becomes even more devastating. That's what I'd like to see play out in this story. But, Christian, give us your thoughts. I mean, I just – I, it feels like it's too straightforward to WWE do what we want them to do. Rock at Chamber, Cody at WrestleMania. This is WWE still. I understand they're different regimes. (laughs) He's <laughs> still done some stuff that I've questioned. Fair. With that said, I could see Triple H pulling a surprise to us. I could really see him, because Orton was supposed to get the title match a few years ago anyways. And I've said it numerous times, I was highly convinced he was winning that match at that year's SummerSlam. I was totally convinced. I was sold on it. It was pretty rumored, too. You're not the only one. And then, he, of course, he got hurt with that back injury, and we got... Well, Brock, I get Cody's whole return thing was to win the title. 
but I I've I've sat on this forever. And don't get me wrong, I still want him to be the one that beats Roman. But I've sat on this forever, and I will not move from this spot. He's not there to beat Roman. He's there just to win the title. So it doesn't matter. Champion. It could be me as the champion, and his story is still winning the title. Opponent doesn't matter. I just that, think how they ended last year. I think. Yeah. I think it has to be Roman. So while I agree with you a hundred percent, Cody winning the title is at the end of the day all that truly matters. Yeah. But like Kyle said, the fact that he lost to Roman in the way that he lost to Roman. Now it's that part is integrated into the story that Cody beating, even though there's history with Randy Orton, Cody beating Randy or Cody beating uh, AJ or Cody beating or Damian any, who cashes or, in. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cody beating anyone else while still great that Cody is a champion. He finished his story. Wouldn't it feel just a little sour that he didn't beat Roman Reigns? And he becomes the guy beating Roman. Yes. Like, even though, Roman's like, been their huge draw. Their guy. I mean, he becomes the guy beating him. That's, that's, your, that's your handing over the, the, the torch kind of thing. Even though, yep. like, obviously it's not legend or whatever. But it's, it's been reported that Roman's going to an even more part-time schedule when he drops the title. Uh, we're like, he, once he drops the title. Yeah, like he's not he's but, not going to be around that much. He's going to be WWE's final boss, which is kind of their plan from what I've read. They got another so, one coming, and, and his name is Walter. He is going to be big time when he gets yes. a title. And so. Cody just looks like the face of a company. He acts like the face of a company. The crowd is behind him. Adults, the the, the adult fan base love him. The kids love him. Like look at the merch is, sales at the. the yeah, at the house yeah. shows. Yeah. Up, up, up until Punk came back, which I think Cody still is selling more merch than Punk. But yeah, um, Cody, Cody was the guy in merch sales. He just has everything you want to be the face of a company, like mm-hmm. from 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 merch sales to to fan reaction to fan interaction. Like he just screams poster boy of company. Yep. So him beating Roman just solidifies that. Yeah, That's 100%. why I think he will beat Roman. Uh, yep. I've got one more point on this. Put this in the yep. back of the heads. He's got a deeper story with Randy than he does Orton. Or than he does Roman. And it's true. Oh, 100%. And, and, and but you're you do that SummerSlam. Yeah, you're going to tell that story later. I'm not even against Randy beating Cody for a title. Because I think, I think Randy's poised for one last world title run before he does hang it up for good. Oh, damn. Um, and I think you can tell a very compelling story with him and Cody, maybe not at SummerSlam, but I'm not totally against the idea of Randy beating Cody for that title. Yeah, I'm not because either. because of the history that you that you pointed out, because of yeah. that story. And then Cody can beat him and and yeah, yeah, you can have a nice nice feud for the title that honestly, if you booked it right, could take up what, eight, ten months. Yeah. You really if you really wanted to do it that way, like yeah. Yeah, Easily then we could. can just wait for Ted DiBiase to come back and you really tell that story. So. Well, I mean, once he gets bailed out of prison, probably. <laughs> that, that's kind of a problem there. <laughs> yeah, Ted, Ted isn't wrestling anytime soon. Oh. No, but uh, WWE, very good week. Uh, my hot take, got a big one, 2024 ready. Uh, the best match on Raw to me was Becky and Nia. It was better than the main event. Oh. It was better than Nia or uh, Rhea and, uh, and Ivy. I thought this was the best uh, it had. 
a lot of history in it. They tried to tell the story. Yeah, it wasn't the best view going in. Uh, but um, I thought Naya was awesome. And I think Naya in the last year has been absolutely a top three or four addition in WWE for them. I mean, it has been awesome. So uh, they, uh, so I, I would and they've say got, really good. And they've got potentially more coming, which I know you'll touch on later. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, mm-hmm. very good. And SmackDown was awesome. Very story-driven. Awesome. We saw uh, Ashante Diodonis on, on TV. Yeah. And, man, I I did not think they were going to do anything with him. So, very excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, WWE. So that's yeah. So that's what I that's what I got for WWE this week. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, AEW time. What you got? All right. So there's no news story this week, but uh, since we are recording on Saturday, I can talk about Kyle's favorite show in professional wrestling right now. That's Rampage. I didn't even know what happened. But go on. (laughs) Uh, I. So uh, we're getting a little bit of a review here, boys. All right. In Rampage, we saw the Hardy Boys and Mark Briscoe team up to go in trio's action against the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian, successfully defeating them. Anna Jay, who decided to go without Daddy Magic and Angela Parker this week, I'm not sure why, lost the match to Hikaru Shida in singles action. And in the main event, Wheeler Yuta retained his ROH Pure title against Commander on the Dynamite. So, after the huge betrayal on World's End, the newly known group known as United Kingdom showed up, and that is, of course, Adam Cole's led group. I think it's you. Uh, I think it's Undisputed it's, Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, it's Undisputed. Oh my God, I wrote United Kingdom. <laughs> is that right? It is Undisputed. Wonder where that came from. Yeah, I know. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's not the last time I'll hear him. But uh, oh, no. he had to loosen up MKF's grip on the on the entire company. He then issues a warning to Samoa Joe, so he wants his health for the title, and as well as the others who he wants everybody in the group to hold a title. As he was exiting, we saw Jay White come and then the acclaimed came out and a brawl. So uh probably more to the story be told there. Uh, Orange Cassidy put his international title on the line. Defeated Dante Martin in actually a pretty competitive match. Um, don't know what happened, but we saw the return of Private Party after this match. Dude, their theme goes absolutely nuts. Yeah. Where it yeah. says, shots, shots. shots. Dude, it is. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It was so good. They also, uh, the Private Party vowed to take over the tag division. So, uh... Also, Roddy said he's going for the international title. Yes. Take it off of Cassidy now. Oh, dude, it is, it's hard to watch. We're going. And uh, I guess Wardlow is going to challenge Mojo, actually. Uh, I'd be all for it. And then uh, Adam Cole said once Wardlow wins, Wardlow's going to give him the title. Great story to be told. Oh, uh, yeah. So the big one I'm sure Kyle wants to talk about, Mariah May not only made her AW debut, but she defeated Queen Amanada in actually a pretty competitive match. I liked it. Mm-hmm. But the match here was the story because the match we got debut of one Diana Perrazzo. Big, big signing. She debut. And she told Mar- Mariah May that she's coming for Tony Storm. Mariah May said that she's not a messenger and um, quote unquote said, You tell her yourself, you bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. Beat her ass. So, uh, Perrazzo definitely adds this women's division. Yep. Moving on. Kanosuke Takeshka defeated Darby Allen. And... Who? Yeah. This was the best match of the night. Oh, 100%. After the match, Don Callis challenged Darby and Sting and next week in Jacksonville on a tag team match against Powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshita. Look forward to that. Moving on. We had a fatal four-way eliminator in that <laughs> title match. Brent Barretta defeated Brian Cage, Brian Keith, and Vikingo to earn a match with Final Collision against Eddie Kingston for the Cutmills. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Why are these four in this match? Um, they're, they're literally, it was a, what have these four done to deserve a title shot? But that that's how uh, Tony Khan books some titles, so I don't know why. Moving on. In the main event, Swerve Strickland defeated Dan and Santa Dynamite. Post-match, Swerve Strickland and would go to attack Garcia, who would only be saved by Hangman Adam Page to close the show. All in all, I thought A was actually kind of solid this week. Yeah. No. I thought mm-hmm. it had some good storytelling. I'm excited to see where this Undisputed Kingdom stuff goes. The international title, it's still, uh, fortunately, it's still there. And uh, I am May and Queen Aminata both look good. Oh, dude, Mariah May's great. I mean, she showed in stardom. I think she was only there a year. So she's relatively new to wrestling, I think. So she um, she is really, really good. So watch out for her. So both. I, I think both are going to be great. I don't know what Deanna has done to deserve a title shot. I guess if you're the new free agent sign, yep, you can just, just go straight to the top. But Yep. It is what <laughs> that's it, is. it. That, that's AEW for you, brother. But, uh, but yeah. I actually really liked what I saw out of Queen Aminata. No, yeah, dude, both of them are great. Um, yeah. Deanna, I think, does add a lot. Um, there's only one thing I think that hurt it, and that is because the crowd, I think, wanted Mercedes. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I think they were kind of expecting Mercedes. They wanted it. I'm not saying that they were disappointed Perrazzo came out, and she's going to be a great addition. They were kind of surprised. But at the back of their mind, I think everyone kind of, especially from all the reports, I think mm-hmm. they did want and expect Mercedes. That didn't happen, but yeah, I think I think with Perazzo showing up in AEW, man, I really wanted her to go to WWE. I thought she would have boosted that women's division drastically, and I think she's a huge boost to the uh, AEW women's roster as well. But with Perazzo showing up, I now believe all the reports are a lie. I like. Mercedes is, is showing up at the Rumble, right? I, I, well, we'll get I to truly, that. I truly believe that. I know you'll talk in depth later, but that is my personal belief. Wow. I don't – because I don't want one signing or debut to overshadow the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you have Mercedes show up in a couple weeks, it's like, well, Perrazzo just showed up and said she wanted the title. You Look know what, what they did with Danielson and Cole. Yeah. yeah did the same it. night, and it was kind of yeah. like – I don't know about you, but – it ruined you know, the moment. You kind of you kind of forget about one once the other showed up right after, yep. and it was like, oh, cool, Adam Cole's. Here. Wait, well, fucking Danielson's here too. Like, oh my god, you can't do have you can't have so much at the same time. Yep. I think Mercedes is now going to WWE confirmed. Well, we I see. I sit on the uh, throne of I really wish Peraza would have stayed. With 
I really wanted her to stay there. Oh yeah, yeah. Out uh, of well, any company, they needed her the most. Um, yes. But I yes. Well, I mean, we'll see. Um, is she oh. a mega star in that division? No. no. But I think she's a really good addition. I just think with her previous ties with Triple H and NXT, that a WWE run was kind of in the cards. But you know, all right, whatever. He was yeah. already. What's that? She was in WWE. Yeah, Very I said Deanna Perazzo in the last rundown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then last NXT rundown, she was in one of the matches. Not she and, and none. The she didn't last. Matches, but... She didn't last too long. And they really um, Triple H didn't really use her that much. No, but honest. just just but that was a tough tie. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the women's division in NXT was stacked, and she yeah. still had. I I think she had a lot of developing to do at the time. She obviously did that impact, and now she's a megastar. Yeah. So, so yeah. good for her. All right. Yeah, AW Priest Hall this week, but we got a lot to talk about, so let's move on. This week, I'm going to highlight New Japan Pro Wrestling as Wrestle Kingdom 18 took place Thursday morning. There's a lot of headlines, so let's get right into it. Tanahashi beat Zack Sabre Jr. to win the NJPW World TV title. Tamatunga defeated Shingo to capture the Never Open Weight title, which is really interesting because Tonga is rumored to leave the company in the next month. And, uh... The last time, WWE was also very interested. So maybe Tamatanga could go to uh, to WWE. So who knows? David Finlay did the unthinkable to beat Will Ospreay and John Moxley to win the inaugural IWGP Global Heavyweight title. Okada got his win back against Brian Danielson, um, which I thought was the match of the night. Tetsuya Naito defeated Sonata to win back the IWGP world title after going through the G1 Classic, having full support from the crowd, and giving more of an emotional side from Sonata post-match was awesome. Great main event. What caught major headlines was the face-off between David Finlay and former WWE wrestler Nick Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. I think Nemeth does eventually sign with TNA, but I do think in the short term... um, like maybe he could be there a year, maybe win a title, maybe he could be the leader of the Bullet Club for a little bit. That would be insane. It's <laughs> so what every free agent signing does. Um, and then we also saw someone challenge Hiroshi Tanahashi for the TV title. That was Matt Riddle, <coughs> which is just ridiculous to think about. Tanahashi versus Matt Riddle. Who would have thought of that in the beginning of 2021? But uh, starting with Christian, uh, what do you think of Wrestle Kingdom? Well, for one, shout out to David Finley with that massive win over Osprey and Moxley. I, I don't get the hate for him, man. I, I, I don't. He is one of the most unliked wrestlers in the entire world. And those other two don't need it. They're made. Like, yeah. they're fine. So, <laughs> and they're not I, in the I company, so, yeah. Yeah. Betting men, we were all betting either Osprey or Moxley. But... Oh, 100%. It was, it was a risk that needed to happen, though. Like, Okada, no, no reason. Um. The, this series is now one to one. They gotta have their match, man. Oh, they will. For yeah, Bindor. for Bindor. There I is. wish. I wish Hell in a Cell like a thing outside of WWE. That... I mean, you could you could call it something else. You could call it uh, Rage in a Cage or something. I don't know. They're they're gonna do <laughs> a, just another normal match, or they could do a Great Balls of Fire match. <laughs> yeah, but um, but uh, the Paul Ziggler thing. I guess Nick Nemeth. Sorry. That was wild. Did not see that coming. No. Because he's never had a New Japan stunt, right? Nope. No. He's been he's been in WWE since like 2006. That's right. Yeah. So 
My theory is, does he fit New Japan? Mm. Short term, maybe. Short, yeah, but have, well, a, have a brief uh, program with Finley, yeah. Matt Riddle, I did not know that happened. I'm being curious. Oh, really? I, yeah, he challenged Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, shout out to them, too. Still making ways in pro wrestling outside WWE. Yep. So, shout out to them, too. Yeah. I think um, – I don't think um, Ziggler or Nemeth um, is going to stick around in New Japan too long. I think he has yep. a brief program with um, uh, David Finley. I truly believe that he is going to TNA because th- TNA would use him as a main event star. I think I think he does have a run in him where he can be a top guy or one of the top guys still. Um, I totally see that happening. Yep. I'm not against him getting his feet wet in New Japan, though. Riddle, despite the fact that I did not have that on my bingo card, he has an MMA background. So he can he I think he can fit into that strong style relatively easily and Mm -hmm. i think there's a chance he could be used better because of his background in new japan than he was in wwe while i don't think that is as big of a signing as people made it seem i think he's gonna fit in new japan much better than people believe yeah yeah 100 uh big i mean wrestle kingdom a lot of people look forward to it um i think it aired at 1 30 in the morning thursday morning um i haven't now watched the whole thing I have watched a decent amount of it, but um, go check it out if you have not. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen highlights. It, yeah, uh, Indies time. Um, so this week I'll be highlighting New Era Pro Wrestling based out of Shelbyville, Indiana. Talking about some of the action, starting with the Cask beating Chase Holiday and Sean Kemp to win the NEW Tag Team Titles. Kevin Noir beat Cole Roderick in singles action. Anthony Tutel defeats Count Noctis to retain his NEW All-American title. And in the main event, Brody Bodkins, Hillbilly Jed, and Vacay Ray defeated Dylan Cole, Eric Surge, and Juwan Thomas in six-man tag action to cap off a pretty fun night of wrestling. My MVP of the night goes to Dylan Cole. A lot of old-school maneuvers in his moveset love his discus clothesline and his straight knee strikes. I think he has a lot of potential as well. So go check out New Era Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Awesome stuff. We wish I'd be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's a promotion or a wrestler that you'd like Kyle to do a deep dive onto, uh, please send your suggestions our way via social media. New Era Pro Wrestling, I, a promotion that I'm actually very familiar with. I started mm-hmm. following them on social media. Um probably around maybe this time last year, maybe in like yep. late 2022, seen a lot of the stuff that they do. Um, they actually hold classes pretty frequently. I thought about signing up, but I didn't pass a physical, unfortunately. Uh, but Dylan Cole, very, very good stuff from him. Um, hopefully he's one that can break out uh, sooner rather than later. Cause I think he's got a lot to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And he is um, also someone potentially interesting coming on the show. So yeah, maybe, um, because I have had just a couple talks with him, so maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get on the show someday. Absolutely, hey Dylan. I mean, hey, we could we, we could use another Dylan on the show for a week. Why not? Yeah, Wait. absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to be skipping the superstar spotlight this week, and I'm going to cover important free agent news. Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. So starting with the major name Mercedes Monet, according to Andrew Zarian, 
who was the one that initially called Jay White and Osprey signing to AEW, he said that there is a 98% chance she is all elite. Other reports saying that she is still negotiating, but from what we see from reports, it's likely she's heading to AEW. A lot of people think she's going to show up at the Rumble. So that one is still in the air. I think I lean AEW, but I, I would not be surprised if she uh, goes to WWE, especially with who's in charge. Julia, who I believe, honestly, is the top free agent, although not confirmed, all signs are leading to uh, WWE. Uh, DDM disbanding this week. You can see she's a little bit emotional um, after her matches. She's been practicing English. Um I think she's half Japanese, half Italian, too. Um, So I would expect her in NXT in the next couple months. I think she's done in stardom in March. Um, I think she's going to be off TV a little bit is what the rumor is. She's going to, you know, work, try to work the WWE style. And then uh, I I don't think she's going to be on NXT for long. And then she uh, turns into a major star on the main roster. NWA's longest reigning women's champion, Camille, was offered a NXT contract. WWE has been uh, apparently very high on her for months, and she has the look that they're going for. Another name I expect in WWE in the next few months. After TNA's hard to kill, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity, only has a few days to work, has Fightful reports she is on her way back to WWE. So there's three major um, acquisitions if that does happen. QT Mirschal, Clark Connors, and Sean Spears are free agents. Uh, Marshall, I expect to maybe go to WWE as a coach. Clark Connors kind of fits AEW, but um, I, I also could see him going to TNA. Sean Spears, I, it just makes too much sense to go to WWE as a potential wrestler slash uh, trainer at some point. Triple H loves the guy. Um, MLW's longest reigning world champion, Alexander Hammerstone, has teased teaming with MJF on social media but is on TNA's and WWE's radar. Obviously, a lot to cover here. A lot of movement's going to happen in uh, 2024. Yes, I did leave out MJF. He's not going anywhere. I, oh. I promise you he's not going anywhere. Oh, um, He is not going anywhere. I think he, I think he signed a five-year deal last year. Oh, so you think, you think he signed... I think he's, I, I think he, yeah, I think he reported. signed in 2022. Nope. I, I, but I, uh, we'll start with Dylan. Any uh, anything <laughs> that shocks you or predictions? Just skip right over. <laughs> yeah, we'll get I got to a that. Couple, I got a couple predictions. I feel like Christian's about to rant a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, as far as QT Marshall, him going to WWE as a trainer and a coach makes all the sense in the world. His ties with Cody Rhodes. Um, I believe he does a lot of stuff with the Nightmare Factory anyway, if I'm not mistaken. Cody's there. He's the top guy. QT's going to be a trainer at the Performance Center. Done deal. I don't think there's any doubt there. Uh, Sean Spears, I could see kind of just wrestling sporadically on the indies. I could maybe see a TNA run, but him, again, working as um, a trainer um, with with WWE. If I'm not mistaken, he was – or no, that was that was Ricky Starks. Never mind. Mm. I'm not going to touch on no, that. Ricky Starks going WWE too. He trained he at the dungeon. 100 percent going to WWE. Trained at the dungeon this week with uh, Jay Cargill and and uh, Odyssey Jones. Um, yeah, and obviously Natalia and all of them were there. Oh, yep. He, he is. Uh, as soon as his but... contract's up, don't even think twice. I could see that. MJF, 
I know it's been heavily, heavily teased on TV, even that he's going to WWE, the bidding war of 2024 is upon us. He had such a great run in 2023 with AEW. He's an AEW original, in my opinion. Um, he's staying in AEW. I and know. Also, Chris- the the um, the the promo that Cole did. I mean, you yeah. really do yeah, all yeah. of that. You're not. If yeah. he's not there. Well, also, you got to finish that story too. Now, yeah. granted, you could still do that. We don't necessarily a hundred percent know. At least I, I don't. Maybe you know something. We don't really know when his contract is "quote unquote" set to expire. You could still have the Cole match and maybe a brief program, and then he leaves in the summer. I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think he sticks around. Hammerstone. Hammerstone was announced for Hard to Kill. Yep. Um, he's wrestling Josh Alexander. <laughs> Do you give him? Did Did you pay him all that money just for a one time spot? I think Hammerstone is TNA bound. That is my honest I love opinion. It. And he does. I, though they'll pay a lot for just a one night you know appearance i mean yes that is true yep. but considering the whole rebranding they just released new merch he's a big big hit for their for their pay-per-view and he's going against their guy yep i i, I don't think you do that as a one-off and then he shows up in wwe after mania i think hammerstone is tna bound and he's sticking in tna my firm belief um Julia, I've seen the same report heavily tied to NXT. I think she, if she goes to NXT, I think she's only going to be there maybe a year, year and a half, and then she's going straight to the main roster. I saw a lot of people on social media get upset. How are you going to have an 800-day champion go to NXT and not the main roster? Unfortunately, NWA is not very well-known anymore. you got to get her a little more exposure. Her With going Camille to you're talking about, right? Oh, yeah, Camille. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. Camille. Um I got the names mixed up. Um, Camille had a great run in, in NWA. That's that's understanded. And everyone wants her to go straight to the main roster. You need to get her more exposure, though. Um, she didn't wrestle for a bigger promotion. You know, it's unfortunate because mm-hmm. NWA has done a lot of good stuff recently. They're not very well known anymore. So sending her to NXT, getting her more exposure for the next year or so, um, and then eventually getting called up to the ro- main roster, I think, is what they do. But those are my thoughts about free agents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, dude. I, Ricky Starks. I, dude. I, I think he knows now. It's just a matter of the contract. I really do. But um, and then Julia, dude. Julia is going to be big time. Um, I think, I think she's on NXT four months tops before she she goes up. That I don't see her going. I don't see her going to WWE. I think they signed Julia. Camille. Yes, I think they signed Camille, Ooh. and obviously they're going to give a boatload of money to Mercedes because they want she wants fucking top three money. And I'm not saying they don't have the money for Julia. It's just how many. It's it's kind of like the Deanna Perrazzo thing. How many signings can you have at once? Well, remember before they get getting, overshadowed, they're getting Trinity. <sighs> Dude, I don't like that at all. I'm sorry. I think no? I think she's. You don't think she fits in the mid card a little bit? Been there, done that. I think I think she's having a a better run than people are giving credit for in TNA. Why? Why go back to where you're not going to be what you are in TNA? And it's not because she's not talented. It's just there's just better options. It, yeah, it's just stacked in the women's division. And you have up-and-comers like Mia Yim and Ivy Nile. And, and like, there's so many moving parts in the women's division. It's like, where does she fit? Yeah, I don't know. 100%. Well, I also think a lot of the names in NXT, I, I think they're going to fizzle out. I really, I, I don't think – like, the, the new names – 
I see a lot of people just rave about them. I look them up. Like, I think Cora Jade's a little overrated. Um, Roxanne Perez, I knew her. She she's really good in the ring. Is she gonna be able to connect with an audience? I think she'll um, be fine. I think give her a little more time. She'll be fine. Right now, I mean, Blair Tavenport's just the problem. She's the one. I mean, she is and a Tiffany, Triple H girl. Tiffany Stratton. I've seen some of the stuff she can do in the ring. Very, very impressive. Work out a little bit of that character and build some confidence. I think they might have something in Stratton. I am not it's a fan of her promo. No, I, she, she needs work still. But, Christian, what do you think? Well, the Mercedes thing, which is what I wanted to mainly talk about. Look, my bias really says she's going WWE, but... I had to make a fair and reasonable guess it's AEW. I mean, not any, not anymore. It's my belief. We don't know. We'll see. Julia, Julia's been really rumored for months on WWE. I think that's all set in stone. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Sean Spears, I think he's going to TNT. I I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling. We're going to see him possibly at Hard to Kill. Because I don't like that. Does he have a 90-day no-compete clause? No. No? Okay, so he can just freely show up. So. Yeah, his, I, I think his contract just expired. I don't think he... he yeah, he's, he's not in the company anymore. But also, I don't think AEW does non-compete clause. I don't believe so. I they also they only have time to injuries, but that's it. Yeah, they haven't really released anyone, to be brutally honest. But Oh, well, but one yeah. name that I did uh, leave out think we all know Andrade. He's going WWE. There's oh, he's no yeah, yeah. he's WWE oh, yeah. bound. Yeah. WWE bound, hundred percent. No WO. Time to grind your guys' gears because that's what I do on this show. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. We will see you on January seventeenth in Tampa. Twenty seventh. That's what I said. You said you said seventeenth. <laughs> oh, whatever. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, potato. Same thing. Anyway, he's stealing my jokes too, dude. I hate this guy. He is showing up in the Royal Rumble. He's going to have a stare down with Cody and Punk. It's going to be epic. And I expect him to be a world champion. Wait, 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 wait. Pause, 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 pause. I'm not against MJF showing up in WWE. You're going to have him show up at the Rumble and not have a blow off with Cole? AEW. Christian. He's not showing up the Rumble. If he shows up at any time, probably SummerSlam if he shows up this year. I'm giving him I, I, SummerSlam. I think he's – Maybe night after Mania, you have a one-off with Cole at Revolution, and then he shows uh, – The Rumble? No, you have to have a Cole blow-off. I, I think he signed through 27. I promise you he – I don't think that's true. I think wherever he – whenever he signs, it's a five-year so, so, Christian, when you, when you say that, do you think it's just because AEW didn't plan very well? Because that would be pretty on par. No. Not- well, really booking very well here's my thing i am not a believer that mjf was going to lose the title world zone i am not at all a believer that was the original plan i think they Ooh. knew contracts was coming to an end and he they knew he's going to wwe because i i am not at all believing this whole thing this was planned to have joe win at world's end this was planned to have Adam Cole take the title off. Yeah, I mean, I will say the Joe, while I'm super happy for Joe for being a world champion again. Oh, I, it was an way, awful of, finish. Yeah, yeah, weird Yeah, weird finish and kind of out of nowhere. I know they feuded a little bit. They had the tag title run with the ROH stuff. So there was a story, but I think the bigger story was Cole and seeing Joe beat him was very like, really? We did that? that that's I don't know. Thing, I don't... Oh, remember, MJF is also hurt. 
So if that he is chooses true. to have surgery, he's going to be out a year. That is true. So it's going to be interesting with uh, with some of the top free agent names. But Rumble, we have so much, so much with MJF that could happen. We'll see. We have a lot to get into. So uh, we're going to get to the next segment. All right, guys, it's now time for a Blind Rankings Wrestling Edition segment. I'm sure many of you listening have seen the videos on this. Basically, how it works is one of us will have a category and list off names or details about the category, and the other person will try and perfectly rank them in order without knowing which comes next. I already have kind of the order. This was selected at random. So Dylan will be doing my list. I will be doing Christian's ranking, and Christian will be doing Dylan's ranking, if that makes sense. Um, also, to make things more interesting, we're going to be doing three rounds, and we're going to vote at the end who won the round. And whoever wins the most of the three rounds gets to pick an episode that we do next month. So they get the pick of whatever we do. Um, obviously, it can be vetoed. We don't want to do anything all time just because we need to finish NXT. So anything that involves that. But um, other than that, it is free reign. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun, have some stakes. Um, I know it does sound confusing, but I think it's going to make a lot of sense. But without further ado, so Dylan, you will be listing your blind rankings first to Christian. I thought you were listing most. <laughs> There's so much happening right now. <laughs> no, 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 right, no. So- I, I, no, no, no. This is what I said. I said Dylan's going to be doing my list. So I have the ranking for Dylan. Christians, I'm then I will be doing Christians. Oh, and then Christians going to be doing Dylan's. I thought, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm giving Christian my category right now. I yes. All right. Okay. All yeah. right, Christian. My first category is um, match types, and to kind of simplify it, I did go strictly with just WWE because I feel like those match types are a little more recognizable. Um, so we're doing WWE match types, blind rankings. Perfect. All right, All right. let's do it. So we're doing one. Well, obviously, he's going to try and rank them one through five. Yep, I, I got the orders right here. All right. Here's your first match type. All right. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. It's been very watered down by WWE over the years. Um, but when used properly, it's great. It's meant for blow-offs, but Vince used it as just anything, which sucked. And it made it kind of devalued for me, but it's still a great match. I'm going to put this one right in the middle at three. Okay, so I just give him the next one, right? Yep. All right. Last man standing. (sighs) Last man standing matches are fun, man. They could go 10 minutes. They can go 50 minutes. And usually it's not... It's usually not babyface centric. There's a lot of mixes in these, and these get brutal. Hey, Rollins Nakamura was good, which I still like. These are do whatever you have to do to knock your opponent out, basically. And I love that. I'm going to put this at two. All right. TLC. I love a good TLC match. I have a feeling a certain match type is in this. I've got a gut feeling. I'm putting TLC at four. Yep. I mean, it's always fun, but I do have a feeling there's one better on here. All right. War Games. One. That was the one I was thinking. All right. And uh, the last one, because I've only said four, right? Yes. All right. The last one. 
Give me a good old steel cage, Christian. What do you got? That's got to go. Well, he's got – yeah, the fives left, so. Oh, that's right. You didn't say a five yet. I like it. Okay. Well, there's your five. So, what what was his – um? So, so TLC he, was number four. Yeah. He went one of five. Okay. So, just to reiterate, he went War Games, Last Man Standing, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Steel Cage. Yeah. I mean, I think that's about a perfect list as you can get. Maybe Hell in a Cell over Last Man Standing. That's debatable. But other than that, I have no problem with it. Okay. Wait. So, do I do I give the actual list now? or? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. That's... This, then we, at the end, when everyone's done, Dylan, then we vote who had the best list. Okay, I got you. All right, so now um, I'm going to be ranking, and then Dylan, uh, you are going to be um, saying, like, the order. So gotcha. that makes sense? All right. Gotcha, yep. So, are you ready? Yep. All right, so we're going to be doing pay-per-view main events in 2010's WWE edition. That is so fucking random. <laughs> so um, let's get into right the first one, Dylan. <laughs> Um, Roman Reigns, Undertaker, WrestleMania 33. Oh, so this is the entire... Okay, I thought you just meant 2010. We're covering the Tens. 2010s. Yes. Uh, I don't want to give a five away right away. I'm going to go four. Okay. Um, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, SummerSlam 2016. Two. All right. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 38. Five. Okay. Cena, Del Rio, Punk, WWE title, Hell in a Cell 2011. Three. That means my next one is a one. Okay, Dylan. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Your number one goes to Undertaker, Goldberg, Superstar, Super (laughs) Showdown 2019 in Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I didn't win. I didn't win round one, boys. So, wait. Tell me, uh, what was it? Take your Goldberg. Okay, so as as followed, it goes, his one was Goldberg Undertaker, Super, Show, <laughs> Super Showdown 2019. That's true. And then, he had, and then he had Lesnar Orton, SummerSlam 2016, Cena Del Rio Punk, Hell in a Cell 2011, Reigns Taker WrestleMania 33 and Lesnar Reigns uh, WrestleMania 38 as five. Wasn't Jesus. that um, Cena Del Rio and Punk? Wasn't that when R Truth and The Miz like? Yeah. Oh God, dude, that was yep. horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh, well, we know who's not winning. When, I, I didn't. I didn't win round one. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, poor Dylan, because we got a lot to get into, but. Um, all right, um, all right. Now, Christian, you're gonna be doing me. I'm gonna be trying to go. All right, I am going to do titles by prestige all time. Oh, is, is this it, just WWE or any? This is any. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so this is a big. Uh, this is hard. This would be pretty hard. So, like, think of like everybody who's held these titles to the best you can. Think of the history and all that. Doing it based off that, not like by design, not how it is currently, just all time. Man, dude, Dylan, that went really easy on Christian round one. Let me I tell did, you what, but go on. <laughs> all right, your first title, the Intercontinental Title. Mm, two, an old one. Hey, two, two. Okay. Next one, TNA's X Division Title. 
Three. I'm writing these. Yeah, I got it too. The next one, the Winged Eagle WWE title. Well, why wouldn't you just do the WWE title? I'm, or just specifically the the Winged Eagle or the WWE title in general? Specifically the Winged Eagle. Five. I'm, a, I'm curious to answer this one. New Japan World title. Ooh. Um, this is tough. I, oh man. I, I think just because of who has been champion, I am going to say four. Okay. You want to know what your number one is, Kyle? Yeah. The AEW world title. I mean, it hasn't been... Very badly booked in its short lifespan. Yeah, I guess it hasn't been. Is it number one? Probably not. Okay, so AEW titles (laughs) number one, IC title number two, X Division number three, New Japan Pro Wrestling title number four, and Winged Angle number five. Not a perfect list, but you know, it's not perfect. But I I think. think Definitely better than my first round. I think we're all in agreement that Christian won uh, round one. Yep. All right, so Christian, congratulations. You uh, win round number one. All right. Dylan, uh, you're going to be ranking for Christian now back at the top of the board for number right. two. Well, it's ironic that his uh, round one was titles because my round two has to do with titles. It is current title designs across pro wrestling. All right. So just try and picture what's currently being held around. Not prestige, just simply go off the design. So just try and think of every promotion's world titles or just titles in general not just world titles sorry yeah are you ready yep. wwe's united states championship massive fan of it i really miss the old one i'm gonna put this i don't want to start off five right away i'm gonna put it four okay the current design of the iwgp heavyweight title Ooh. i think that's probably the coolest title in wrestling. i'm putting that at one all right. Okay. Um, the AEW world title. That's another very good one. Mm-hmm. Put that at two. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the current, I don't know if it's going to be changing, correct me if I'm wrong, but the current X Division title. as cool as it used to be. No, it's, it's still not. a really cool one, though. I yep. think it's still pretty cool. I'm going to put that one. I'm going to put that one at three. Okay. okay. And the last one is the current WWE Intercontinental title. I don't know which number you have left. Okay, good. Five. Five. Yeah, I don't know that either. Okay, so uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, World Title, AEW World Title, X Division Title, US Title, and IC Title. Not a bad list. No. Um, I will say hot take. The current design of the IWGP title um, is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Really? I do not like it. They should have never changed that title. The last design that they had, yeah. you're going to tell me this is an improvement? The no, last title not. was gorgeous. If Of the list that I gave you, I probably would have put AEW at one. 
Yeah, I would have. I would have probably too. I would have probably put. I would put New Japan's at five. five. Ooh. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I'm serious. I hate that title design. It's gross. Okay. I did, well, it looks like Cody's neck tattoo. I hate it. Which is great. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so uh, number two, uh, Dylan, are you ready? Yep. All right, Dylan. So this goes to wrestling video games. Oh, dude, this will be fun. All okay. right. So I want to, uh, you know, jump out of uh, out of the box a little bit. So we're gonna yep. start off with uh, SVR 2011. Ooh, I'm going to go right in the middle and say three. Okay, SVR 2011. Okay, uh, WWE All-Stars. Five. I just replayed it. It does not hold up. Okay. Um, AEW Fight Forever. Four. Fight Forever. Okay, uh, TNA Impact the Video Game. Two. Very good game. Did you enjoy that? I, yep. I thought it was good. I have it for the PlayStation 2. When uh, Christian's in town, we should all play it. Yeah, dude, we definitely. All right, and congratulations. So number one. Your number one video game goes to the glorious WWE 2K20. I is your hate number you, one. Dude. That's stupid. <laughs> you know what? You know what? While that game is not good, I stand by the rest of my list. I think two through five makes sense to me. Whatever. I would have probably put SVR at one. 2011. Well, hindsight's 2020. I probably should have. <laughs> I mean, it's not an awful list. I, I think All Stars is actually better than Fight Forever, but it just, it's it definitely just... not as bad as your first one. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say I think this list was way better than the last one. All right. But, um, all right. Well, <sighs> I'm just very excited for this one. All right. Uh, Christian, go ahead. <laughs> As soon as Kyle said glorious, I knew what he was going to. <laughs> what he was going to. All right. So no glitches in the game, by the way. But go on. Yeah. Oh no. Um, bug bug uh, free for sure. Yeah. yeah. Smooth running game. Um. Anyways, you are going to be ranked blindly ranking all time WWE heels. Ooh, oh no. All right. Go on. Your first one. Triple H. As a heel? Yes. Ooh, God, that's, H that's debatable. That's debatable for, he was for a certain spot. He was a good heel. Um, I'm going to go two. Alrighty. Your second one. Randy Orton. One. Not mad about that. Your third one, Vince McMahon. Ooh. I'm going to put him a three. Your next one, Old Philly Boy, the Chick Magnet, CM Punk. So he'll put him right at four. All right. You want to know your five? Yep. Edge. Okay. I mean, honestly, I kind of like my list. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the list is all five of those, when you just think of just heel work, I mean, you have an argument that that's probably the top five, at least top in, in the top 10 of all time. WWE punk works as a great heel. 
Randy is just oh my god, he's just an animal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Triple H was was always His a great heel. heel. Oh god, always a great heel. Vince doesn't get enough credit for the Mister McMahon character. Edge being at five, I don't, I don't know. I really like Kyle's list. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I I think that one wins. Right. Yeah, so I think I think he's but, um, one that wins. So now we do face an issue. We're only doing three rounds of this, right? Yep. Yep. What if Dylan wins round three? The round three? <sighs> well, well right yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys right now, based on what we've fucking seen, I'm not winning. <laughs> then we're uh, we're gonna be doing one just right off the dome if that comes to it. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So, uh, Dylan, you're gonna be doing one for Christian now. All right. So I was actually this was the one I was the most excited about Wait. when I found out we were doing this, and with it being Christian, I think it just makes perfect sense. Okay. Are you ready, buddy? Yeah, but really quick, uh, did, Kyle won that last one, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Christian, given your love of hardcore wrestling, Ooh. you are going to be blind ranking ECW originals. Oh, okay. Ooh, I like this one. All right. Here's your first one. Tommy Dreamer. Man. <sighs> Tommy was big in the ECW originals. He he helped kind of start the ECW hardcore stuff. His stuff was really good. I'm gonna put him at two. Okay. The Dudleys, just the tag team, not the whole family. Okay. Kind of cheating because it's not a single person, but still fits. I'm gonna put them at four. All right. New Jack. Man, we we co- you guys covered up this. Oh man, this might be a risk. I'm gonna put him at one. Sabu, put him at five. And Sandman would be your four, three, three, three. Yep. So the right, Sandman so his, was the last one. Yeah. So his list goes as followed: New Jack, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, Dudley's, and Sabu. I probably would have put Dreamer at one. I would have put Sandman at one. Really? Yep. Dude, he was the epitome of ECW. Him and Dreamer both. But yeah. But I probably would have gone if I had and to. And then Dudley's maybe at five. I probably would have put the Dudley's at five just by process of elimination. Yeah. I mean, like, there's there's not one major flaw in his list. I don't think. No. Just a little, you know, a couple things. Probably there, probably so. change a few things. Definitely uh, looking forward to seeing. I know I'm not fucking winning this, but um, All right. see what see what bullshit Kyle gives me. All righty, Dylan, are you ready for blind no. ranking number three? I mean, let's go ahead. If we ever do this again, poor Dylan, man, he's not getting <laughs> me next time. But um, all right, catchphrases slash sayings. Oh, are you ready? Yep. All right, we're starting off with uh, the first one. Uh, it's boss time. <laughs> Is this a Michael Cole catchphrase? Yes. Oh, it's boss time. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm gonna get one worse eventually, so I'm gonna go four. It's boss time. All right. Uh, we're going to woo woo woo. You know it. I don't want to give out a five already. I'm gonna go three. Fit the character. I actually like that one. To be honest, fits right. fits the character. So. All right, you got our truce. You gonna get got? <laughs> this is getting worse. I know I'm not winning this. 
Oh my god. Dude, there's gonna be a dumb one. I just know it. I can't give out a five. These are all fives. Two. I mean it fit his little crazy oh, character boy. he was yeah. doing at the yeah. time. So I have one in five left, by the way, boys. Go and get guy. All right. We got Anna Jays. I've got a big ass and a bad attitude. Number one. Based on what I'm based on what I'm about to get next. So. Dude, you, you that was a great one, Dylan. Because you're number five. <laughs> it's uh-huh. let's just do it. There's no ain't no one meaner than Tamina was your number five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, I think I, I think I saved myself. I don't think I won, but <laughs> all right. So honestly, you're probably beating Christian right now. So it all comes down to this. I will say, Kyle, this one's coming straight off the dome because I just bought the perfect one for you, buddy. Uh oh. What do we got? The worst things to happen under the Vince McMahon era. Oh, boy. That should just oh, be boy. one, 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 one. <laughs> this one does fit me, though. I think this is – all right. What, what do we got? So what, so what are we doing? Is it the like, most worst to the least worst? Yeah, like one would be the worst. Okay, I got, I got you. I got you. And, like and five, then five, five is like, nah, I mean, I can tolerate it. All right. Yeah, but it's still bad. Right, let's go. <laughs> I thought of that one just for you. So, your first one, Brock squashes Kofi on SmackDown for the title. Four. Ooh, that's a little bit unpopular to me. Uh, or, yeah, that's... Vince has just done a lot of bad, so... Nikki Cross gets turned into a superhero. Ooh. I know there's going to be some dumb shit on this. I'm putting this at three. Because it didn't... It wasn't too terribly long, so... No, but... You know... I I do actually like my list so far. The whole Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax tag team... I put a five. So you have one and two left? I have one and two. Keith Lee gets cut. Oof. Uh, two. Wow. All right, what's my number one? You are a wizard. Dude, I, I, I know what it is. I just have this gut feeling. I know what it is. NXT, black and gold. Dude, I had a feeling <laughs> from when he made this category. I knew that was going to be number one. So as he went, I, did, I think I have maybe you put Brock over Nikki. I think I have a basically flawless list. I think, I, yeah, I think that's about as close to perfect as you can get. I made sure to save that last one. I was hoping like you would think I wasn't going to, but I was like, oh, no. dude, I knew it. I, as soon as I heard the category, is, I, um, I know there's going to be something NXT in there, but dude, Keith Lee being cut on me, oh my, well. I mean, he's doing some great stuff in AEW, and that's not a liar, but... Yeah. But, uh, all right, well... Yeah, so would you... Who who won round three, Dylan? Who's your vote? I vote you. Yeah. All right, Christian, go ahead. I vote Kyle. All right, so... I would actually vote Dylan here, so 2-1. Two, 
So it uh, looks like I win the uh, the blind rankings. Um, poor Dylan. He had me. I knew I was going to give him a tough time. But uh, next time we do this, Christian's uh, going to do uh, for Dylan. And, um, Christian, then Christian, we need, <laughs> Christian, we need to bring back the trivia segments so you can get fucked over like I've been all these years. <laughs> hey, I knew, I knew so. the moment I heard Kyle's reading for me, I went, fuck. Because I, I remember the trivia questions. I remember the bullshit he would pull out for no reason. Oh, man. Well, this was rigged. This was rigged from the start. Go, he said go, it was at random. Whatever. Go, go uh, re-listen to the early ones. I think the early oh, ones were the best ones. I've heard, I've heard them. The yeah. one that stuck out to me was the Royal, Royal Rumble one. Oh, my God. Oh, dude! I uh, oh my god! Do you remember I did someone? I did one to Dylan at WrestleMania. It was about like the Irish government over like the the <laughs> release of the DVD. <laughs> yes, dude. I don't know where he found this shit, dude. <laughs> the one I remember terrible. It was it was I think it was SummerSlam, and Kyle asked Dylan. It was something like something about the poster, the, the pay per view poster. And you said it was based off a movie. Just Dylan goes quiet for like two minutes. And I, I know, like, dude, that's always has an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he said it has an asterisk. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a to be determined on that one. And then, Whatever. And then Kyle's first question was always the same Who is not undefeated at such and such? Yeah, and then his, and then his, his fucking. Choices would be like Jinder Mahal, Elias, <laughs> and then it would have some trick answer, and I'd be like, "Oh, well, I feel like Jinder's lost this match." He goes, "Actually, Jinder's never wrestled at Money in the Bank, <laughs> so that means Jinder's undefeated." And I'm like, "You fucking bitch, you bitch." And then for the Royal Rumble, there once like Kyle asked, "Who entered 28 1987?" <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what I'm learning here is we need to bring back trivia episodes. I think we need to do one maybe for Mania since it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, we can do Mania. I, I actually think... Um, we can even do it for the, Rumble. for the Rumble. Don't have time for the Rumble just because we are stacked until then. <laughs> I think Mania time will do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll, we'll just announce it now. WrestleMania we 40, a, 40th anniversary. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a trivia. 40 yeah. questions apiece. Oh, well, maybe not that, but Jesus. I was going to ask me, what was the second match in the 1991 World Rumble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wait, buddy. Just wait. Yeah. I, uh, this was a lot of fun, though. I think this went over really well. And um, we will definitely be doing this, I think, in the, uh, in yeah. the near future. I but, definitely um, took it too easy. Now I know to fuck you guys over next yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised. I thought you guys were going to go a lot harder uh, than you did. but uh, But now that we know. Yeah, I think I think the next time we do this, which maybe in February, maybe in March, sometime soon, I think yeah, it's, about it's about to yeah. be ramped oh, up. It's about to be. Oh yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna bring the heat. Let me tell you what. But yeah, I, I if we have time to kill, we don't know what to do. Doing this, yeah, doing we'll this do every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As for my episode, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But um, he's gonna right. he's gonna cash it in. He has until the end of February. Yeah, I do. I have to. You have to cash it in, and maybe fit. Yeah, maybe if it fits somewhere else, man, we'll cash it in early. Who knows? But dummy out moment of the week. Doing what he got. All right, my dummy out moment of the week. Very odd to say this, given what's happened in recent times. But my dummy out moment of the week goes. I'm going to say it's shared between 
Triple H, and WWE just as a whole. All right. So, with this being the first week of the new year of 2024, WWE ran a week's worth of basically specials. Um, whether it be on TV or Peacock. They did a lot of stuff this week. Obviously, Raw was the day one edition, so it had a pay-per-view feel to it, a lot of title matches. SmackDown was given a similar treatment with the whole New Year's Revolution um, tagline, and, and, you know, those were great. There was a Peacock special this week that was a season preview or whatever, a a year preview of what's going to happen in WWE in 2024. And it was announced and teased all week that Triple H was going to make a massive announcement on this special. One problem. He never made the announcement on the special. It was announced prior to the special. I I think it got leaked and he had to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what the internet wants to say. Whatever. They're just dumb. So, yeah, it didn't even happen on the special. It got announced prior to the special, early Thursday It is a big announcement, though. The big announcement, Kyle is that Money in the Bank is taking place in Toronto. It's actually big. Yeah. I mean, great. Here's, really good for them. Here's, here's the thing. I love that WWE is, is continuing the trend of the international pay-per-views. They were a hit in 2023. We already have Elimination Chamber ready for Australia. We have um, Backlash is going to take place in France. We have Bash in the Berlin. Um, and now we have Money in the Bank in Toronto. That's all great stuff. But how dare you hype up this massive announcement and give us this Tony Khan poopy diaper that AEW always gives us with these big, massive announcements. It's just, oh, guys, guess what? We're doing two-for-one tickets on Dynamite next week. Whatever. While I'm super happy for Toronto and I'm super happy that WWE is continuing this trend, don't you guys feel just a little let down? Well, I think people have too high expectations. So you think the internet just worked themselves? Yeah, I, I think yeah. People thought it was going to be a partnership with TNA. I, I saw that's what I saw. I saw the Warner Brothers deal. I saw all kinds of stuff, but um, I didn't think it was going to be anything that massive. Here's the here's the problem. Before we get to Christian, you can't label it as a massive announcement and then not expect people to just let their imaginations run wild. That is yes, true. I get that the internet may have worked themselves up, but they started it didn't they? They teased it as a massive thing. I don't even think it should have been teased. I'm not saying I'm not happy that Toronto got uh, money in the bank. I think it's awesome. They were just in Toronto last week. They go to Toronto frequently. What, while it's, what, while when it's was the last great, time they had a pay-per-view in Toronto? In, in Toronto? Uh, so I don't know. So it's it, been a minute. I think mm, they did Montreal last year. I know that's not Toronto, but they did just do Canada. Yeah. But I guess one thing to defend it is this is a, actually a really cool way to make it feel a little more important. Yeah. Is yeah. to do it something like this. And people in Toronto, I don't think they thought it was a letdown. I bet they are going nuts. Yeah, but they still would have had the same reaction if it was just announced. Oh, just on teams. social media or something like that. Or yeah. even on the special. If it's like, hey, we have a location for Money in the Bank. We're going to Toronto. And they would have been like, oh, that's fucking sick. Which is cool. My beef with it is that they teased it all week, called it this massive thing, let people let their imaginations run, and then they did that. Not saying anything bad about Money in the Bank going to Toronto, by the way. I do want to clarify that. Yeah, just, I mean, was just it, how was it was it, handled was kind of 
over dramatic. Yeah, I think it was too, but yeah, we've seen worse from Tony Khan. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right, Chris, any thoughts? Well, I will say I, I'm calling myself out here. I set too high of expectations for myself. I thought it was going to be some big signing, like big free agent signing. I thought it was a TNA thing. I, I no, thought... I didn't. Hey, maybe it could happen at Hard to Kill. I mean, when wouldn't you want to do it at Hard to Kill if it was a partnership? Or at the Royal Rumble, announce it there. Maybe have a Josh Alexander yeah. in the Rumble, maybe. I don't know. Could do something like that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. or you could just do Chad Gable versus Speedball Mike Bailey, and yeah, hey, 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 yeah. AEW and New Japan do their own Forbidden Door. Look out! I think Hot Take twenty twenty four. I think you'll get some sort of crossover with TNA. In some and all ja- remember, all Japan and WWE yeah. did something. Uh, WWE and Stardom have been talking about something, mm-hmm. and apparently WWE reached out to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Hiroshi Tanahashi. About so something. what we're learning so, is in the Triple H era, he's yeah. open to working with promotion. Oh, dude, if they do a Stardom show, I don't care where it is, I'm going, no matter where it goes. Well, uh, all right, uh, like yeah. what were you saying? Well, what if it's in Antarctica? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to get guy? some warm clothes because I am uh, heading over. But um, Just bust out the North Face. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, even though I don't have North Face. But, uh, all right, Christian, go ahead. All right, it's time to shit on a Vince Crony. My dunk moment this week goes done. Of course, recently he's been released from the company after decades of being good. Probably 30-something years. Well, he put out a statement saying he felt disrespected by Triple H crew for releasing him as he was always treated better by them. Well, I mean, yeah. That's all I gotta say. He was a well, he was a he, he was, a he yes was man the number two. He was the number two guy. Like Vince would go to Kevin Dunn for stuff, and he you know he really respected his opinion. I'm not saying Kevin Dunn did nothing because you know he he was in part of the presentation. You know the presentation WWE is not like anything else. So right. he did have some say in that, I guess. But when you think of the person that he was, you know he he thought Caitlyn was ugly, so that's why she didn't get a shot. He said the same thing about Becky Lynch. Uh, he was just not – he had – obviously, the black and gold people he never liked. This was just not a very uh, very good person. So, uh, them losing him. And it also uh, makes you really uh, wonder that, you know, I, Vince is really gone if he's gone. So, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that was the big takeaway for me was the moment I saw Kevin Dunn released, I'm like, if anyone has doubts that Vince is out of power and he's just a board member at this point, um, I think this shattered that. Because like Kyle said, I mean, Kevin Dunn was Vince's right-hand man as far as it came to production, presentation. (laughs) Um, From what I understand, he may have had some creative influence or at least – Especially maybe, with Vince, yeah. Yeah, maybe it wasn't part of the creative team or the writing process, but maybe Vince went to him and was like, what do you think about this person? And like Kyle said, it's like, well, Caitlin's too ugly. Um, you could see a shift already just simply due to, like, like I pointed out during Raw and SmackDown, just the lack of camera cuts or just the way things were shot felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like we, we, we really are in the Triple H here. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this, it kind of went viral after the Kevin Dunn firing um, on social media in the wrestling world. Um, but there was a clip of the Broken Skull sessions. Triple H was a guest. On. <laughs> yep. And Stone Cold was like, we got to wrap this up. I got one question. And Triple H is like, why? Who do we got to? Why? 
And he's like, well, I'm being told that we're running out of time. He's like, no, no, no. I got some pull around here. We can get 10 more minutes. And he's like, well, Kevin Dunn's saying that we got to cut. And he goes, I don't care what Kevin Dunn has to say. Like, apparently Triple H has not liked Kevin Dunn for a while. Stephanie doesn't like Kevin Dunn either. And that clip has gone viral since the whole Kevin Dunn thing, considering Triple H is the one who's heading creative and making a lot of the big decisions with WWE's production. <laughs> Just uh, I, Triple H has wanted this guy gone for a while. So yeah. he got what he wanted. I don't want to see people lose their jobs, but a change did need to happen, and, and this, was, this was a welcomed one, I feel like. Yep. Any question or anything? No, that's it. I just want to point that out. All right, uh, quickly, mine, and then we'll head out of here. So, obviously, Vince gets half the award, but the other half goes to WWE in late 2021, early 2022. Oh, God. So, there was an interesting report that came out this week, I believe, by PW Insider. Obviously, at WrestleMania 38 in the main event on night two, Brock versus Roman, which was absolutely awful. Um, Brock won the Royal Rumble to clinch that spot in that match. But according to a report, a few weeks before the Royal Rumble, I think a, just a week before the 2022 Royal Rumble, the plan was for Matt Riddle to win the match and go on to face Roman in the main event of WrestleMania 38. Huh? So obviously, with the RK Bro stuff, um, he was kind of occupied. Brock not having anything like clear on the card, that wasn't going to happen. So, obviously, they went to that. But Matt Riddle, apparently, at that point, was being... Obviously, he was being pushed, but apparently, there was going to be a massive push for Matt Riddle. He was never going to beat Roman, but there a week before the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns versus Matt Riddle was the plan for WrestleMania 38, according to this report. Dylan, starting with you, would you have enjoyed Roman Riddle in the main event? No. I mean, I wouldn't have found it believable, but... No. It would definitely have been a better match than Brock Roman, but what do you think? Right. So, no, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Now, they did have matches. We know about that brief feud that Riddle and Roman had. I thought I thought it was a pretty compelling story. Yeah. Was it WrestleMania main event worthy? No. But it was very entertaining during that summer, I thought. Mm-hmm. So, while there was potential for a good program, not at WrestleMania. I actually... I'm, very intrigued that you brought this up because I saw this, but I saw a conflicting report about this, and maybe we could briefly talk about it. Roman was supposed to lose his title at WWE Day 1, but he tested positive for COVID, which forced them to put Brock in a feud, or that WWE title match, which he ultimately won, and then they did the Bobby Lashley stuff, and and then ultimately... That whole night was just odd. Yeah. And that the original plan was for Seth Rollins to beat Big E for the WWE Championship and go into WrestleMania as a champion. Roman tests positive for COVID. That never happens. They give Brock the WWE title. Obviously, we know what Seth ended up doing at WrestleMania, but that kind of felt like a Band-Aid because they didn't know what to do with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. They luckily landed Cody, and it went on to have a classic trilogy. Um But yeah, I almost made my dummy moment that story because it's like, could you imagine if Roman, who, if he would have lost that title, would have had a reign of about 500 days. And Seth could have faced And Seth Seth would have been WWE champion. I didn't see who he was slated to face, but with Riddle clearly in some sort of plans for a big push, wouldn't have shocked me if they maybe gave him Matt Riddle. That would have been. Because remember, Seth was a heel at the time. 
Could you he ended up, he ended up losing Roman at the Royal Rumble. Riddle Rollins main event, WrestleMania 38. That would have shifted some history. That would have been a little strange. Uh, yeah. The, Christian, the, big, the big what if is if Roman didn't catch COVID yep. at day one, what could yep. have happened? Christian, what do you think? I mean, I'm trying to sit here and think, like, there's got to be a few. I mean, no disrespect to Matt Riddle and all, but, I mean, Kevin Owens was pretty hot around that time. Drew was pretty hot. Lashley was doing some good stuff, but he was the big champion, so I guess not. I mean, the the safe code would have been Rollins, I guess, at that point. There were definitely better options, but, I mean, I'm not sure where the thought of Matt Riddle came in, because, like I said, he was pretty occupied. Because that was around time he was doing this RK Bro stuff, going to the Usos feud. Had it, had it really taken off, though, late 2021? I don't believe because Randy got hurt in the summer of twenty two. Yeah, right. And they and that's they when they were, were champions doing... going into Mania, and then they retained. Yes, because they okay, were... so I get. I, I guess so they would have been hot. Yeah, yeah. I guess they were. Okay, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying from the perspective of who was hot before the Rumble. Like I said, Kevin Owens drew. He was already feuding with. Was Roman feuding with Owens? Roman was that, was, was that the no, Rumble match? Roman that no that was no that was twenty three. Oh, okay, and the um twenty one. Um at at the Royal Rumble in twenty twenty two he faced Seth. Mm, that was that, that was the that was the DQ finish. That was when Seth did the um oh okay did yeah. the Shield walkout and yeah. that yeah. was technically the only match during the reign that Roman Reigns lost mm-hmm. because he lost by DQ. He didn't lose the title. He didn't lose the title, but it's but, technically the only loss that Roman has had on his well, at least in a title match for um, during his reign. But since it DQ title doesn't change because that was the whole story that that, was, that people thought Seth should have beat should be the one to beat Roman, but now mm-hmm. Seth's doing great stuff with the world heavyweight title. So absolutely, it all but, worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. One I'm doing well. Go ahead. One more thing. This was around the time Edge was doing the Judgment Day stuff. I think that could have been a compelling feud. Edge and Roman at WrestleMania. Was but, he heel at this point? Um, yeah. He was about to turn heel, at least, because at okay. 38 was when Judgment Day technically formed, because Damian... Or no, it was... He was, was a... I was feud. He was, he was a heel at the time, but Judgment Day didn't... Was that at Mania? Did Rhea show up at Mania? No. No, it couldn't have been Mania. Priest showed up at that Mania. When- Priest showed up at Mania. And then yes. the next one was Rhea. That was yeah. a backlash. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, thing with Liv Morgan and Finn Balor, and Finn Balor turned to the Judgment Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that was that was the Hell in a Cell pay per view that I went to. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, Edge was feuding with AJ. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So this was this this would have been pre Judgment Day, but Edge was was a heel. At least he was about to turn heel. One of the two. Yes, I, the Raw after Mania that year was when he debuted the uh, new theme. Yep, because he came out to Metalingus at that WrestleMania. Yep, came out on Raw to the other side because that's when they started all that dark, spooky, purple shit. Yep, on Raw. Yep. Man, the other side's such a banger, man. Oh my gosh. Such yes, a it is. But, you, should hear, um, you should hear it live. It's fucking but killer. It's, that's Alex Riley's theme song. 
Nah, it's not oh. as good as Alex Riley's, but... You guys are fucking stupid. But, um, all right, uh, don't move to it next week. It's out I hate this show sometimes. All right, uh, next week, we are continuing our journey down the rabbit hole that is NXT Black and Gold, and we are going to be reviewing NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. Um, Christian, you'll learn very fast that the NXT Brooklyn series, I think there's like four of them, um, absolute barn burners of shows, and you're in for a treat with the second one. First one was great. Second one's better. Third one's even better. Like, you'll you'll see a trend here. I'm trying Um, to think what happened at Brooklyn 3. Brooklyn 3 has a very big moment. Oh, 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 yes. I remember. Brooklyn 3 has, has, I'm not going to spoil too much, but one of the best, I guess I could say debuts. I don't know. But, um, best moments. Yeah. Yeah. One uh, of the best black and gold moments, I think, period. Was yeah. at three, but two had a, a stacked card, um, and I think you're in for a treat, Christian. Yes, and we are we are going into a very new era of NXT, and we are a couple away from uh, what people say might be the best match at this point in NXT. We are very close, but I appreciate everyone listening to this point. This is a very fun episode to record. Um, we got some black and gold stuff coming. Obviously, we're going to cover the Royal Rumble. And uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania, so we got a lot of uh, stuff to look forward to. But, uh, hey, one more thing. Ahead. We're also on the road to watch a very great team win a national championship on Monday. Oh, shut your mouth. Nobody's got anything to do Monday night. Tune in to ESPN. I'll be watching, I'll be watching Raw. I'm not watching that garbage game. Oh. I'll be watching, watching both, game. to be honest, but probably we are, Raw. Um, By the way, we are also on the road to uh, Christian showing up in Indiana for the Royal Rumble. That'll be a lot of fun. To me being on the road. Yeah, we're on the road to Christian being on the road. road To me being on the road to Dylan's. So to Dylan's house, yes. (laughs) And then us being on the road to uh, to this great play. But yes, um, (laughs) yeah. But uh, all right, appreciate uh, everyone listening to this point, and we will catch everyone next week as we're on the road to TNA's Hard to Kill. Oh, can't wait.